Welcome to the Biggie Rock Podcast. Hey, what up, y'all? It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. Today on the podcast, we're going to have Ryan Mitchler. He is the founder of Order of Man. And the reason why I wanted to have him on here, I have him on here is because he has a really cool message, um, you know, and his opinions on, on men and masculinity. I really like it. I think the dude is fucking really just fucking homegrown dude, man. He's just a good fucking person. Um, I think you guys, if you don't follow him yet, you guys need to. He's a really, really solid, solid person, and I really like his message. You guys check him out. Um, before then, obviously, you guys know we got sponsors. Uh, Core Medical Group, man, I'm going hard on Core Medical right now. This is what I'm, I'm on the system right now, back onto the normal testosterone again to get my levels right because uh, I was actually, I had to, had to change it up a little bit because I was, I was working on getting um, my reads for, for working on having in vitro. Me and my wife are doing in vitro right now, going through the process, and so I had to change it up a little bit. Now I'm back on the full stream and I'm feeling good, man. I'm telling you right now, I'm feeling really good. Core Medical Group, you guys know it's testosterone replacement therapy for those who need it. All right, it's not just going out there and get more testosterone. It's if you need it. Um, and I got tested, and yes, I need it. And there's a lot of veterans out there that are going to need it. I promise you that. If you are above 25, if you're in the 27, 28 range, and you're feeling a little different, why not, why not go get your blood work checked? If you guys are interested in checking your blood, you guys are interested in working with Core Medical Group. If you find out that you do have low testosterone, they can be your guy. They can ship it directly to your house anywhere in the United States of America, directly to your door. These are the guys. I promise you won't be disappointed. Core Medical Group. Check them out. Willie Pete's Chocolate. Willie Pete's Chocolate makes chocolate directly out of his house. It's a veteran-owned company. You can check them out on 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 the website of WillyPeetsChocolates.com. You can check them on Instagram, Willie Pete's Chocolate Co. Uh, makes all kinds of stuff. We're actually finalizing some of the some of the labeling for a salsa. It's actually it's a hot sauce that we're going to be making. It's, just, it's more of a mild, but it's a good sauce. You guys will love it. Um, it, it. To me, it's like a smoky flavor. Either way, but until that comes out, go check out his chocolates. They're amazing. All different Scoville units from super spicy hot. If you like spicy and chocolates together, this is your man. If you like chocolates and not, not so spicy, this is also your man. Go check him out. Willie Peach Chocolate. I love him. You guys should check him out. Mm -mm -mm. Metaforce, you guys know Metaforce Fit. Now that I'm getting back into fitness, obviously the shakers are at a at a at a major must. I need more shakers, so then I need to go buy more from Metaforce. Sorry, my wife is texting me. <laughs> Metaforce, you guys go check them out. Metaforce Fit, it's metal m e t t l e force dot com. Check them out. I'm going to get some stuff posted on the Instagram today so you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. They're amazing. You guys know Beyond Clothing. You guys, uh, if you don't, you should. They make some ex extremely nice gear. Actually, the pants on Range 15 that I wore on Range 15 were from Beyond. Uh, it's an outdoor equipment store. They have expeditionary clothing systems. I'm talking outdoor clothing from, from the hot to the cold to everything you can think of. Jackets, um, pants. They have backpacks, all kinds of different stuff. I, I'm telling you right now, this is the place to go. If you're an outdoorsman, you better go check out Beyond Clothing. It's beyondclothing.com. Ah, goodness gracious. 
You guys, uh, Temple 57. Temple 57 is another one of ours. If you guys are in the contracting world or, or dog handler or, or looking for work in the Los Angeles area, Temple 57 has work for you. <clears throat> Contact them. You can check them out at temple57.com. Really easy. If you have any questions, you can hit me up. Uh, when you reach out to them, ask for Chad. Chad's the man. He'll give you anything you need. Um, he will answer all your questions you have. Right now, currently, they're looking to hire some some dog handlers in the California area. So you guys that are veterans looking for work right after after you get out of the military and contracting is the answer for you, well, then go hit up Temple 57. Check them out. All kinds of different sponsors, but um, Perseverance Survival is the Wooby Hoodies. You guys know what the Wooby Hoodies are? You should. I wear them all the fucking time. I love them. You guys should check them out. PerseveranceSurvival.com has your Wooby hoodies for you and now with zippers. Boom. All right, that's all for the sponsorships right now, guys. Hey, check out this episode. If you guys love them, go follow them. Ryan's a good dude. Check it out. All right, man, we're recording. We're good. Let's do this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what a fucking mess. It is. Technology's what? wonderful until it isn't, right? No shit, dude. Well, dude, so first of all, thank you for jumping on the podcast. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, it's crazy, dude. I've been following you for a while. And honestly, I don't know how I started following you. I just kind of, like, you passed my feet. I passed yours. I think I saw yeah. a fucking beard. It made sense. Um, and then I started kind of digging deeper into what you do and saw that you, you have a podcast, you have a book, you do the order of man is your, yeah. you're the, you're the CEO, you're the founder of it, correct? That's right. Yeah. I mean, started it's, about it's, four years ago. I was saying, and that's just you, right? That's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 in fact, it's funny. I, uh, I made a post today on, on Instagram. I started a podcast five years ago called wealth yeah. anatomy and it was a podcast towards, uh, helping, doctors with their financial planning. Cause that was my, that's my background is financial planning, financial planning. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna have to talk offline on that. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. I sold my practice about a year ago, but yeah, we can talk if we need to. Well, yeah, it's crazy, man. But, um, you know, just following your stuff. I thought I really liked it. And I thought it'd be cool to have you on the podcast for, for a lot of the listeners, I think would, uh, would enjoy what you have to say. I did a podcast on, on toxic masculinity, a conversation, and um, a lot of my content, I try not to get too far left or right because of the fact that's just not what I try and put out there. But at the same sure. time, I love to, to have guys in here who have their opinions and, and as well as um, are articulate in their, in their ways, man. You know what I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind getting, getting a little polarizing, you know, that that's, that's kind of fun anyways to stir the pot a little bit, but uh, yeah. I mean, I don't do it to stir the pot. I just share what's on my mind. And a lot of times that just inevitably gets people riled up good or bad. That, that's what it is. Man. It's like, you're not trying to the, see the reason why I like is your message is not contrived. When I mean that is like, you're not out there to try and draw attention to you. You're just putting a message out there and those who freaking gravitate towards it. Good for them. Those right. who hate it, unfollow, walk away. Yeah. You go, know I mean? go find, go find or create your own thing. And you know, I encourage people to do that. There's guys in our Facebook group because we've got a pretty large group. Uh, you know, they'll disagree with me occasionally and that's fine. I don't, I don't mind a disagreement. As long as yeah. it's civil and respectful, I mean, that's fine. Uh, yeah. A lot of these guys are like, well, you don't get to define it. I'm like, well, actually I do. Cause it's my organization. <laughs> and so if you, if you don't like it to the point where you can't follow along or you aren't interested in, in doing whatever it is we're doing, then Hey man, like I'll, I'll give you, I'll jump on the phone with you and I'll give you advice on how to start your own thing. And yeah, talk about whatever you feel like you want to talk about. 
was funny. I, I used to, I used to run a lot of the, the some of these social media pages and people were like that, like, man, you guys run this page. I'm like, yeah, man, cause it's our page. Exactly. Page, That's right? exactly right. Yeah. I do whatever the fuck I want with my shit, dude. Yeah. If you don't like it, fucking unfollow, go find another group, dude. Yeah. It's just, I mean, the, the information's out there, whatever you believe, whatever you want to believe, however you want to be inspired, it's out there, but it's nobody's obligation to cater or pander to you. Right. Like, like yeah. the, the world doesn't revolve around you. So yeah. it's not my responsibility to craft and create a message that you want to hear. I'm going to put yeah. out what I think is going to be valuable and yeah. follow along or find something that you do think is valuable. And that's okay. Either way is fine. Well, tell me what that is. Tell me what your, I guess, essential message is to the world with order of man and, and everything that you do. What is your kind of encompassing kind of concept? Yeah. I mean, if I had to narrow it down to a sentence, it would be to reclaim and restore traditional masculinity. I mean, that's what it is. When I think about traditional masculinity, I think about men who are independent, who are self-reliant, who are strong physically, mentally, emotionally, who are stoic, who understand what they want, who have vision, who can lead effectively and who have a desire to make themselves capable. And tell me what, I mean, you've gotten a ton of hate on, on the back end of this. Not a ton, but I get, I definitely get my fair share. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because that's against the conversation that's going on right now. Right. That's against the, the common conversation is like masculinity is toxic and that's what's hurting America or not just, just in general. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because you're going a little bit of against the grain of what the, I guess the conversation is, which is cool to me because uh, I agree with you. Right. Yeah. I agree with a lot yeah. of the things, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's an interesting thing. And, and um, when you get like, I guess originally, like what did the concepts come from? I guess you just got tired of hearing. It, right. I mean, that's what it is. You know, I, I, I didn't grow up without a dad in my life. Uh, or I, I should say I grew up without a dad in my life. Uh, and, uh, I really didn't have a great example of what it meant to be a man. And I struggled, man. I, di- I didn't really know. Cause when you grow up, you, you grow up in a box, right? And you don't, you don't really know what's outside of it. Life is life, right? Like you don't know if you're poor cause that's just life, right? right. You don't know if you're supposed to have a father necessarily around cause that's life. And the only exposure I had to it was I'd see my buddies playing catch with their dads in the yard. They were going camping, you know, that like American dream yeah. dad and his boy playing. I, I didn't have that. So I was envious of that, but the, the, the ramifications of that really didn't manifest themselves until I got married and I started having kids, man. And I realized how, how short I was, uh, in, in those areas of being a husband and a father. Cause I never had that in my life. I didn't, I, I never got a chance to see what that looked like. Yeah. Well, here's the crazy thing is like, I grew up with that, right? I had my dad there. Um, my dad was a tough, tough cookie, man. He was a tough dude. But at the same time, when I started having kids, my job kept me away long enough where it pretty much was that they weren't, they didn't have a dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? My job and something, something you posted uh, the other day on social media kind of, kind of, kind of rung this bell for me was that's why I actually reached out to you. Cause like, you know what? It's, we, we aligned so well together on certain things, but, um, I, I, I go around talking with a lot of veterans and, and, and law enforcement about balance in life and, 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 and when you, in parenting, uh, how the importance of being relevant in their lives and ter- importance of being in their lives and actually not just the paycheck. And I know sometimes it has to be right because it's hard sometimes to live off one income. And so 
sometimes you have to work and sometimes you have to travel whatnot. And I don't, I don't fault them for it, but I was mad at myself because I didn't have to do that. And I kept volunteering for options. I kept volunteering for missions. I kept volunteering for jobs that was going to take me away from the family because one, it was easier to be gone. It was easier sure. to be gone and pay the bills. Yeah, that for was sure. like, I was like, Oh cool. I'm going TY, which is in the military is like, Oh, they're going to send me to another place for training for a month. They're going to pay me. I can hang out and drink with the boys, but I still am paying the bills of the house. That's a win-win for me, right? And, <laughs> right, and for me, right. I was like, this is cool. And I started to see the ramifications for it later in life after my first divorce, which the divorce, there was many reasons for that divorce. It wasn't necessarily just this, but for my kids' sake, they didn't know who I was as a father. They're like, dad, I didn't know you're funny. I'm like, what the fuck? What have I been doing, man? <laughs> I'm failing you. Yeah, because I feel like I'm a funny dude and you should know that, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> I want my kids to look at me and be like, well, dad's kind of a stern dude, but as well, it's like, he's a fine guy. Like I right. want them to know the joy of being raised by me, this man that I believe is trying to do right by everyone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, and so with that, you posted a picture of a baseball and your, your, and your, your child said, you said, so thank you for being in my game. Right. I want to like, be clear though. That wasn't actually my, that wasn't mine. That was uh, a member of one of our, uh, our, our brotherhood, the iron council. Awesome. That was, yeah, that was his, his post. I just want to make sure that I'm clear on that. Um, cause I get messages like that. I mean, it basically on a baseball had written, Hey dad, thanks for coming to every one of my games. Cannon, which is his son's name. So it wasn't right. my son, but those type of things inspire me, man. I share that because that, that I see that and that touches me. I'm like, man, I want to be that to my boys and my daughter. Well, that's huge. Right. Like that's yeah. that one thing right there was like, damn, that's crazy. Cause that's what I try and do now. Right. Like that's my whole goal in life now is to be at every single game I possibly can. Like life's going to get in the way of that shit. But to me, that's what a fucking man is. Right. Like, like that's a big part of me being a man is being relevant to my kids. Yeah. You know what I mean, just like, dude, I drive my kids to school almost every morning. That's why when I told you like the time of this podcast, like, Oh yeah, because I got to get my kids to school. Right. And then I, you know, and I'm um, very fortunate to have that. Like I'm very fortunate because of business, because of, because of what I've done in work that I'm able to do that for 90% of the year. And um, before in my life, I didn't, and you know what I mean? And, I, and it's something that message on that ball it, to me was like, fuck man, that dude, that dad, whatever his career is, it's set up so well for his family. And he doesn't realize how much he's giving to those kids. Daily. For sure. You know, for sure. There's power in that man. And I think it's, there's a lot of messages that, you know, Obviously, what you have created, you have a lot of uh, male figures that are on the same path. As that. Well, they want to be, you know, I mean, we get it. We get all these things like um, when you talk about work. I mean, that's, I think that's a great example. That's what I would refer to as a noble obstacle, right? It's, yeah. it's noble in that you're, you're doing your job. You're doing what you should be, which is putting, putting food on the table and a roof over your kid's head and clothing their backs and things like that. But although it's noble, it can be an obstacle to what really matters, which is, that your son or your daughter sees you at the baseball game or the dance recital or the softball game or soccer or whatever else they have going on. I mean, that stuff is so valuable. I love how you talk about being relevant in their lives because if you think about it, you know, I've got, so I've got four kids. I've got an 11 year old, an eight year old, a five year old and a three year old. And my 11 and eight year old, they spend a lot more time out of the house than they do in it. Right. They're yeah. at school for seven, eight hours a day. Then they have sports, they have some extracurricular activities. And so I see them for an hour in the morning, two to three hours in the evening uh, at baseball practice, reading them some books before they go to bed, having yeah. dinner around the table. But outside of that, 
it's not really my influence. They're listening to teachers. They're listening to their, oh, their dumb buddies. Like, I've got to learn and find a way to be the most relevant voice in their life because when they're going to do something stupid, I want my, my voice to be in their head like, oh shit, dad's going to be pissed if I do this or, or dad wouldn't have done this. I don't want yeah. anybody else's or, voice to be the or voice. What would, or what would dad do in this situation? Right. Exactly. You know I mean? what, would, what would dad, it's crazy, you know, so I have six kids, man. And so I have six, nine, nine, 13, 11, and a 16 year old, right? Yeah, and right wow. now, and, 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 and so I'm about to start a YouTube channel with my family because I think there's so much in there, that world that people need to see that like I, I had a podcast recently about communication, right? I mean, mm-hmm. here in Utah, you're in Utah as well. Yeah. Um, it's the number one for teen suicide, right? Is that right? I, I don't doubt that. That's crazy though. I no, mean, it is. It is. And so, so the reason why this is so important to me because I do a lot with veteran suicide, right? That's kind of the world I live in trying to do, trying to help more in that space. And then me living here, I start researching veteran suicide here and all of a sudden it comes up like, oh, teen suicide. And it's actually, it goes back and forth for number one in suicide for adult males as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. For crazy, it's crazy in Washington, they kind of go back and forth. But like understanding that like there's, there's, there's so many different reasons why that can be. And it started like, man, I started raising the question like, dude, okay, I got kids and I got teens, right? So now I'm, I'm terrified because now I'm in the window, right? I'm in the, I'm, I'm in the target, I guess, in the military world, we, we call it like uh, um, the fatal funnel. There's potential for this to cross my path. Right, right. We already, we've already dealt with it with my, my kids' friends. And so it becomes like, all right, that conversation shouldn't be in a teen's head, right? That shouldn't even be a thought process. No way. In, you know what I mean? But now it's been giving them an option and that's what scares me. And, and, and not like, Hey, go do this. No, but it's like, Oh, there's been a kid in my school that committed suicide. So now they register that as like, Oh, that's, that can happen. Yeah. That's something that's, that's open to, to possibility for sure. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Crazy. And so, and so what, what a scary concept is. And so I have the conversation with my kid openly, man. We have this open communication that is like, there's no freaking smoke and mirrors in my house. I'm not the magician here, dude. I am the freaking straight up truth. They know that dad is the truth. There's no freaking, I don't buffer anything. I was saying like the other day, my, my son saw a horse and he's like, dad, what is that between his legs? I'm like, that's a penis. Right. Right. You gotta know, man. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Hey bro. And he was shocked. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to tell you straight up, man. Like my whole life is what I plan to do for my kids. Right. And there's importance in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is important to, I I love that you're talking about telling your kids the truth. I mean, how many times do parents hide stuff? Like my, my oldest is pretty interested like in my financials for whatever reason, like he, he, that appeals to him. He actually does our fulfillment, um, just in the room, just right over here. So he fulfills all of our orders. And so we've been talking a lot about business and money and things like that. But yeah, man, there's no topic that's off limits here. I mean, if you want, he asked me the other day, he's like, dad, how much do you pay for your truck? And I told him, he's like, do you owe any money on your truck? I said, no, we don't owe any money because I paid it all off. We were driving by the, um, the, uh, like the cash loan place down the road. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey dude, that's not a good place. And he's like, why? I said, they're going to loan you a hundred dollars, but you got to pay them back 125. He's like, that sounds stupid. I said, exactly. So you got to get yourself in a situation where you're not having to go in there and beg for a hundred bucks. Yeah. So we dude, talk right? about that stuff. We talk about sex. We talk about religion. To. But so many people yeah. hide that stuff because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. The uncomfortable conversation yeah. has to be the conversation you have. The most right, uncomfortable conversation kids, has to be the one you have to have with your kid. I mean, they get out into the real world and all of a sudden they're getting bombarded with drugs and pornography and, and financial situations and spirituality. And then you get politics and they're like, what the hell's going on? Because they never yeah. were exposed to yeah. it. 
peer pressure. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, it's crazy to know. Like I always tell like your kids are, your, your, your friends are dumb. I always tell them that your friends are dumb. All right. Like they are not going to have the answer. So when you, you try and learn sex from your friend, they're not going to give you the truth. Right. Yeah. If you try, and, and I even know kids, parents who don't tell them the truth. They lie to them. And, and like, they're losing so much respect from their own kids because you know what their kid does? They go and Google it and find the answer out themselves anyways. And be like, Oh, that's not what mom and dad said. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you lose so much credibility as a parent. So then from, from now on, now you're now everything you say comes out of your mouth is questioned. They question oh, it. Bullshit. Like, like, yeah, and, and they should, but once they find like, Oh, dad doesn't lie. Then you're going to own, you have a lot more respect for them. And be like, Oh, right. dad says like it is. It's funny because uh, this morning, so my oldest son is kind of that stage where he's like, I think I like girls, but I don't think I'm supposed to yet. Like, you know, that stage I'm talking yeah. about, you've been through there. Oh so, yeah. So he's funny because, you know, I'll, I'll come upstairs um, after this call or whatever and I'll go up and give my wife a hug, give her a kiss and my boy will be in there. He's like, oh, you guys are gross. Don't do that in front of me. I'm like, dude, this is perfectly natural. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be affectionate with your mom. Number one, that's how you got here. Yeah. Number two, like you need to know that a man can be affectionate with his woman and not be embarrassed about it, not be shy about 100%. it. So he's all yeah. goofy and awkward, but those are building healthy habits for him to see that it, this is how we treat our women. You know, he's so, seeing what a healthy relationship is. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. My kids are actually uncomfortable at first because my, my marriage now is actually my third marriage. Right. And this is the only healthy marriage I have ever had straight <laughs> up. Yeah. And that's the truth. And this is the first time they're seeing that. And it, like, as sad as that is, I was young, made mistakes and, and just trying to do all these things. I became a single dad at one point, dude, and I'm single dad of four kids. And I'm doing my best to try and raise them and, and, and bring good influences into their lives. And, and I've made mistakes in that. Right. But with my wife now, my oldest daughter was like, dad, I've never seen a woman cry for you because they miss you. Mm. I'm like, I'm like, well, that's what love is. You know what I mean? And that's genuine. You know what I mean? And like what you're seeing now is a very healthy relationship that you're not used to. You know what I mean? There's affection all day long. Like we, we're all, we, we sit on the couch, watch movie, we're cuddling, we're together. We're, you know what I mean? We hold hands all the time. It's this relationship that I've always wanted and, and she's always wanted that we have now, but the kids are like seeing it firsthand. I'm like, man, it's really cool that they actually get to see in their lifetime a healthy relationship because they were very unfortunate in having a, to see an unhealthy relationship and we right. communicate about it all the time. Like, look what, like for my four kids, I tell them like with your mom, that was not a good relationship. Like a lot of ugliness that you guys never should deal with and understand that's not normal and not try and look for a relationship for yourself. And my six year old now is obviously trying to talk to boys and, and, and the conversation is like, okay, cool. But do you know what that, what a healthy relationship looks like? Right. You know what I mean? Right. They got to draw back on something. Have to. And it has to be, I mean, look, they're, they're going to, whether you want them to or not, they're going to. And here's what I talk about with the guys that follow along with us is I talk about influence. Like you are being influential in people's lives, whether you're being intentional about it or not. Yes. Just by showing up positive or negative, you are influencing somebody in this case, your kids, but it could be a coworker or a neighbor or, or whoever. Right. So you got to be intentional about the life that you're leading because you're influencing somebody else. And in this case with kids, it's people you love, right? It's people you have a moral obligation for. So you've got to put that intentionality into it. Uh, so you're, you're, you're influencing them in the correct way. That's going to serve them ultimately down the road. A hundred percent. You know, it's funny you say that it's, I talk about the same exact thing in social media. If you're going to put yourself out there, if you're going to be a social media influencer, like what are you fucking influencing? Like right. give a shit because for me, it's like, I care about fucking influencing someone the wrong way. 
Like, oh, yeah. I, I try not to videotape while driving because I just like, ah, I just don't want to put that out there. You know what I mean? I'd rather like if I had a, a hand free maybe, but I try not to because I've had someone like, Hey dude, that's not dangerous. I had one of my kids got in a car accident. I'm like, you know, I respect that dude. Yeah. And I want yeah. to put that out because I know that there is a heavy influence on what I do in social media for anyone who follows man. And, and that's crazy. That's, there's, there's a little bit of, um, you know, you, you got a little bit of weight on your shoulders because, you know, you, you, got some, you have to know what you're doing. And actually, uh, I, if you respect people, you're going you're gonna to make sure you influence in the right manner. That's a, I mean? huge, that's a huge problem with society is that we've shirked all of this responsibility. You know, somebody, we, we see this even with athletes who are like, dude, it's not my job to be your role model. Bullshit, man. Like Bullshit. that's actually in the job description is that you are influencing people and your behavior off the field or off the court is just as important for these young impressionable eyes as anybody else. You can't handle that responsibility. Go back to doing whatever you were doing before. But look, if we've got, if we've got opportunities to serve and we've been promoted through our own efforts and our skills and other people's help and assistance, then, then we have an obligation to, to, to be responsible for the way that we're showing up and the message that we're portraying to other people. That's, that's an obligation morally and, and civically that we have as we continue to improve our station in life. I just see so many people that are like, well, it's not, it's not my job. It's not my responsibility. That's not my, oh, dude. man, what it, if it, more of us drive responsibility on our shoulders? It drives me crazy, man, because, because I'm in the, like, like we all kind of have our space, our niche, whatever the case is. Right. And, and I know there's fathers who follow me because of all my kids and all the stuff I talk about my family there's veterans, there's law enforcement because of the fact that I have both law enforcement and a veteran. And then there's now acting in, in film. But in all cases, it's like, look, man, I'm going to show you the realest version of me because a lot of people are too afraid to do that. You know, a lot of people have these smoke and mirrors fucking Instagrams that want to show you their, their, you know, their finest foot forward. But man, I, I don't, I have, there's no side of me that needs that. I don't need you to love me. Right. I, I want to post what I find is entertaining, funny, or I love to just show my appreciation to my kids, my wife, uh, whatever the case, but it's never, I I actually sit there and determine like, am I going to post this picture? And am am I posting this picture? Because I want the likes. Like if that's the case, fuck off, dude, that's, that's weird. Don't do that. Right. (laughs) But I put my, I have to check myself. Right. Oh yeah. No doubt. There's an ego thing. When, when you, when you have the following, you're like, all right. I I, I mean, when I look and say, oh, I have 133,000 followers. And then I'm like, fuck, why do I give a shit? Right? Like, I, I, I do that. but I, I, Everybody I, falls prey to it, for sure. Right. And I don't want to, right? And I don't want to be the guy that posts just to generate the following. I think it's fucking, I think it's empty. You know what I mean? It's an empty message. It's a and house of cards, so, man. It's going to fall, for sure. Dude, there's so many people out there right now. And there's so many people that they're influencing. And I feel bad for them. I try and say, like, look, man, who is actually influencing you and in, in bettering your life? Or who's actually manipulating you to, 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 to pay for their following? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, follow me. Here's a shirt. Follow me. Here's a coffee. Follow me. Here's a, here's a, this, this, whatever the case. I'm just saying like, are any of these guys providing a value to you? And if they're not providing value, why waste your time? Yeah. You know what I mean? My kids have social media, right? My, my two daughters, my two oldest ones, they have Instagram <clears throat> and I, and I control a lot of their stuff to make sure like, Hey, they're still too young to be independent enough to just do their own thing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But I make them follow certain pages too. 
Is I that said, right? Yeah. I get on there and I said, you're following this, you're following this, you're following this. Don't follow this. Sounds good. So that speed has to cross their path at some point, right? Because to me, it's like, I, if they're going to be on there at any time, I want them to be able to have some kind of good influence besides following their friends for whatever the hell it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like listening and everything else that they're doing is kids, right? Bro. Right. And they, and they're not mature enough to know the, re, the ramifications and repercussions for that kind of shit. It's you know true. I mean? It's true. Crazy. Yeah, it's, man. It is a crazy, it is a crazy world. I, I mean, I, that's why I just come back to this idea of just responsibility and responsibility is powerful too. Cause it gives us meaning. So you got a lot of people, you know, we look at depression rates and suicide rates, like you were talking about earlier. And, and I think a lot of people say, well, it's because specifically for men, cause that's the space I deal with that, that men aren't, aren't allowed to express their emotions and that's why they're experiencing that. And yeah, maybe some of it, but ultimately I think it's because we've given away so much responsibility in our lives. And therefore we've also simultaneously given away meaning and significance and purpose. So when I yeah. say the word responsibility, a lot of people think that has a negative connotation. That's going to require extra effort and extra work on my part. I don't want that responsibility. And yet it's the responsibility that we take upon our shoulders that gives us meaning, significance, and purpose, which I think is what we're all after in our lives anyways. We're not yeah. after these easy, comfortable lives. We're not even ultimately after the riches and everything else. We want the, the meaning and the significance in our life. And the only way to accomplish that is to have some sort of responsibility over yourself and people around you too. No, I agree. And you said something right now that is pretty interesting where, where, you know, a lot of guys have um, depression and suicide and everything else. But you said some of the guys say it's about not being able to express themselves. Is that, is that true? There's a lot of guys that feel that it's, it's too uncomfortable for them to, to express themselves. Is that something that we, I, I don't, I don't think that's as an issue as much as other people make it out to be. I think there's yeah. a lot of people that are trying to paint the picture that the reason suicide rates in men, cause there's statistics that show that suicide rates in men are four times higher than that of women. Yeah. And so they're trying to paint this picture that be, it's, it's masculinity that's causing, that's, it's causing I, I, suicide. I, I blame more on insecurity, right? It is. I, I, I blame it. And, and when you say responsibility, I think a lot of them are not taking self-accountability. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, look, check yourself, homie. You know what I mean? It's well, okay. Think about, yeah. Think about insecurity for a second, you know, and I think you're, I think you're dead on with that. I think a lot of it comes down to insecurity. So I talk with a lot of guys who are, who ask me, you know, Hey Ryan, how do I build confidence? I see these other guys that are confident. I'm not confident around women. I'm not confident asking for a raise. I'm not confident in my work. And they're talking to me about it. Like it's something they're entitled to that, that, that me or you who are yeah. two confident guys just happen to have some level of confidence bestowed upon us. Bullshit, man. That's not how it works. Yeah. You've earned it. I have earned it. Those men who are con and I'm not talking about arrogance and egotistical stuff. Yeah, I'm talking no, no, about no. true confidence that has to be earned. So I ask these guys who aren't feeling confident. I ask them straight up. Why do you feel like you should have confidence? Like what in your life have you done? What have you overcome? What challenge have you faced and, and gotten through? Well, I don't know. Yeah. So what gives you the right to think that you should be confident? You have nothing to be confident about. If you want to be confident, earn it, man. Lose yeah. some weight, go on a run, ask a girl on a date, ask for a promotion, gain some new information, uh, go speak in public. All these things that scare the shit out of a lot of us. Yes. Go do those things. And when you do them and realize 
that you're capable of accomplishing it, that it's not as scary as you once did, that you accomplished what you went after, that's how you build that level of confidence. And it's hard to be depressed when you're actively engaged in something that's meaningful and significant in your life. And that's why I tell these guys, like, stop sitting around eating bonbons and ice cream and watching Game of Thrones, get your ass off the couch, go, go uh, romance your woman, go take her out on a date, go get with the boys and go have softball or basketball together, uh, listen to some podcasts, like do something that's actually going to edify you and uplift you so you can develop that confidence to do more in your life. It's huge, man. It's huge. I used to, I used to make a list at the beginning of the year of shit I want to get done. And I do like challenging shit. There's one thing on my list that I still have never done it's, um, I want to do spoken word poetry, right? I want to oh, do yes. But bro, I, I, I've had that on my list for probably 15 years and I've still never done it, right? I've yeah. written it, I've, I've, I've filmed it, I've never stood in front of a crowd and done it. So I told my wife, like, I got to get that done. The next couple of years, I have to find a way to get the confidence to do that. But yeah. man, I've, done, I've signed up for triathlons and I've done them. I did a half Ironman in 2009, like, or 10. And it's like, Never do I give a shit about actually doing that. I wanted to push myself to do something different, like get right. uncomfortable and start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's and what the I like thing to do. too is it's not about what's hard. Like, so society might say, well, dude, you did a, you did a triathlon, you did an Ironman, you did this and this. So society might say that's hard. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with what society would say is hard. It has no. to do with you. Yes. So maybe you think, well, I'm proud of being able to do that. The Ironman, but but that wasn't really as big of a challenge for me. So, all right, yeah. so push yourself in a way that's going to yeah. challenge you individually. Yeah, because physically I was always good at shit, but it's like, well, then go on stage and do poetry. That's I'm right. so scared of it, right? You know, that's right, so yeah. It. yeah. But it's crazy, man. I do a lot of, I, I do the same thing. I make a small list of challenges and I try and complete them. You know what I mean? Like publish a book. That was a tough one for me. And, I, and, and now I'm like, oh, I want to do better at that, right? So I'm going to try and do another one soon. But, but like, yeah, putting all these little things, but... Yeah, like I said, I think it all roots from insecurities and these guys, they can't, and and I think insecurity comes from not being honest with oneself, right? I think, or being afraid of being honest with themselves. You know what I mean? Someone's like, man, uh, uh, you know, and they they like the the macho, like when I go out to a bar with a lot of veterans, there's guys that be like, come on, man, drink a fucking beer. And I'm like, no, I'm not drinking tonight. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, what kind of ranger are you? Drink a fucking beer. I'm like, all right, you're a weird dude, right? When someone does that to me, I'm like, all right, you're weird because <laughs> you, th- you thought that that was going to make me be like, oh, fuck, I'm a ranger, I'll drink, right? Yeah. And that's the, the weird thing is like, if you thought that was what it takes to get me to change my mind, like I'm a lot stronger character than that, but also you're a very weak individual to try and low blow me to think that was going to work. You yeah, know what man. I mean? Yeah, man. But there's so, there's so much in it, right? The, the, the pissing contest or, or the measuring dick contest really is what happens a lot with men. And I think it's, it's funny because I see it through social media. I see it through a lot of guys. It's like, you don't have to prove how much, how big your balls are. You just have to exist and be confident with your own existence. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Well, what we do, I think a lot of the times, I mean, it's the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing, right? Which has been around yeah. since the dawn of man is that we, we judge ourselves according to like society's standards. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is when you do that, it's typically a weaker standard. Yeah. You, you've yeah. got to be your own best standard. So when somebody comes to me and they say, and I've had this quite a bit, somebody will come up and say, Hey Ryan, man, your podcast is awesome. You're such a great podcaster. You know, I take that, I accept that because I want to accept their gift to me. And so I say, thank you for that. But inside I'm thinking, according to who, 
And, and, and what am I capable of? You think I'm a good podcaster now? Give me five years. Yeah. Right. So I've got higher standards than what society places on me or what my buddy or what a follower might place on me because I'm not playing for anybody else. Yeah. I'm not playing for those. I'm playing for me. And I know that I've done a lot of good stuff in my life. I've done some not so good stuff in my life. And I realize that there's a gap between where I am right now and where I want to be. I realize that I have so much potential that I haven't even tapped into. But if I just accept what people look at from the outside and, and, and say that I'm good at something, if I accept that, I'm limiting myself, man. Yeah. Like I've, I've got to be my own best standard and realize that I'm capable of so much more, which is yeah. hard because I'm a moving target. Like, so if here's the percent, yeah. Yeah. And you get better, right. You improve and you get better. That moves the goalpost. Yep. Like we're never going to reach that potential. That potential keeps moving as we continue to expand and become more capable. Uh, that's, that's exactly, it sounds so similar to like my own mindset, right? Like I always, in everything I've ever done, I've tried to be the best at, and it's like not the best of everyone here, but the best version of me. And if it's the best version of me becomes the best in the room. Cool that's still not enough because I want to keep being better than that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I want to, I want to continue to push myself to see how far I can go for my own sake. And then hopefully my kids are influenced in the same manner to be like, man, dad didn't put walls up. Dad had no stop. He kept going. And when he said he wanted to do something, he did it because I believe it's so much. So like we are raising future leaders. That's what a parent is. You're the mentor for your kids. You stop parenting after about three years old because you stop wiping asses. You know what I mean? The rest becomes mentorship. Sure. Like, yeah, that's a great me, point. You know, let me show you how to exist and let me show you morals and values and, and let me show you how to be a woman or a man, how a man should raise a woman. How a woman. All these things is mentorship. You stop parenting because I do the same thing with soldiers. I show up and I'm like, I'm teaching soldiers how to shave. I'm mm. teaching them how to react. I'm teaching a black soldier how to talk to a white soldier because that's the both the first time they've ever seen another race like this yeah. and been in the same room with. You know what I mean? I'm mentoring people, but that's the same thing I'm doing with my kids. You know what I'm saying? And like people don't realize that. Like when you have kids, all you are is their mentor. And like now it's all based on how well you do that. Yeah. You know? I like that distinction. I think too many parents are trying to be their, their kids' friends. Like, oh, I, I fucking hate that. Liked. I'm like, look, I want to be liked too, only to the degree that I'm influential in my kid's life, but I'm not there to be my buddy. And I tell people that it's like, I'm a father, not your buddy. You got enough buddies. And people will say, well, you need to be friendly. I'm like, dude, why, why would it, and I'm going to talk about men specifically, but why would a man who has a son or a daughter ever step off the pedestal of father down to a lower tier of friend? A hundred percent. Like, what? yes, yeah. you can have elements of friendship in the role of father, but you don't step down off that pedestal. You stay yeah. up there in the title of father mm-hmm. that, in, that is inclusive of elements of friendship. Yeah. But I really like that distinction you're making of uh, parenting versus, versus mentoring. I think that's really powerful. I appreciate it, man. And, and, it's, and you're exactly correct. Like, I've had to put my kids into place like, hey, what's who you're talking to? I'm not your friend. I'm your dad. That's exactly don't, right. Don't, don't forget that. Right. There's a, there might be times when we laugh and joke together, but it never changes the fact of where I stand on this. I am dad. And that I demand that respect because then they also know like, okay, there is, there is a boundary between us. Yes. Yes. And you know what that'll go into in the future. 
the way I treat my father is, man, that guy is always above me. No matter how, even he's younger and they might need me, uh, he is above me to the day freaking he's in the ground and God forbid it never happened, but it will, you know, but that is the thing. It's like, but that comes from how my dad raised me as well. He's always dad. You know what I mean? We had fun. We had laughs, but no man, that's dad. Don't, there's a threshold where I can push that, that friendship slash father. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Like I, I raised my daughter. She's learning how to drive right now. And she's like, dad, I, I cannot stand how you teach me how to drive. I'm like, well then tell mom. Because I'm not changing the way I teach. Because here's the thing: I need you to be, I need you to be afraid about what you're doing and respect what you're doing because right. other people's lives are at risk. And for I'm sure. afraid of that. I'm afraid of that as much as my own daughter. I'm afraid of what my daughter can do for other people. She doesn't have, understand her responsibility in that car. Yeah, and so she gets stressed out. I'm like, sorry, you should be stressful. This you is be that st- responsibility thing again, right? Yes. Yeah, it hits yeah. right back on that man. It's crazy. This is why, um, one of the words that, that I use quite often that a lot of people don't like is patriarchy. (laughs) You know, that's like, that's a, that's like a triggering word, right? People get upset when I say that, but you know what? The patriarchy is powerful, man. And I don't mean some oppressive tyrannical entrapment of, of, of men who have gone before, you know, like the, like a bunch of old white guys. That's not what I'm referring to. What I'm referring to when I say patriarchy is the men who have gone before who have the wisdom because they've experienced it. And they're yes. turning around and saying to their future generations, here's what I did. Come follow me. Or here's where I stepped and I should have done that. And here's what I did that worked. And, and what we've done, I think societally, generally speaking, is because we want to do away with that, we want to break that down. We've given kids more credibility than they actually deserve. Bro, it's crazy to see like, man, I go to the grocery store and I see a, a, a teenage girl talking to her mom like like she's lower than a, a friend or something it's like oh it's I, crazy you know what, if i did that to my mom my mom raised me if i did that to my mom she would slap the shit out of me we we have yeah we have this confusion sometimes right or or i'm not sure what it is in our time in parenting but like people are afraid to just say no right and i say it all I'm like no yeah can i get a yeah can i can i no no and i don't I don't, I don't feel bad. Nope, you don't, I, don't, I don't look at them for their end. No, it's done. That's because no. you're the parent, right? You, you right. have the experience. Look, I love my kids. I love them to death. But short of saying they're dumb, they're naive. They just don't have enough life experience. That's why right. they have parents. That's why they have mentors. That's why there's adults around. And, and what I see happening in society, if you, have you ever read the book uh, uh, Lord of the Flies? It's like no, the, no, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know enough about it. Dude, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's like the real life Lord of the Flies. You know, you let these kids run, run wild, and they'll come up with the craziest shit, and they start killing each other, and it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, but that's what's happening because parents aren't willing to do the bold action to, to step in and to say no and to create some I boundaries see. between themselves and their children. I tell my wife this. You know, I say, look your kid only knows what a spoon is because you've told him it's a spoon. But if I raise a kid to say a spoon's a fork and a fork's a spoon, they'll never know until someone else intervenes. That's never. Good it's a good you understand? Point. So yeah. like, it's, it's like those kids, half the time I don't blame kids when they're fucked up. I blame their parents because their parents did that to them. Yeah. Not the kid. And I feel yeah. fucking bad. I'm like, you know what? They didn't have good mentors. They yeah. didn't. Because those fucking kids don't know what being rude is about. They don't know any of this shit until they're, they've been pushing boundaries and no one has said stop. Right. They never learned. Every, 
Bro, the kids, they're just fucking, they're, they're creatures of instinct. They just fucking go with the flow. They know who to go to, like, go ask mom for this, go ask dad for this, right? They know who's yeah, going to say no They're manipulative little buggers, aren't they? They're the smartest fucking people, <laughs> right? Because they know how to manipulate everything, right? Yep. But it's like, that's part of the power is, like, you as the mentor have to, like, teach that, coach that, like, like show them the right way, you know? And if you're not there to do that, they're going to take on what their vision of what a good person is, and it's never fucking good. It's right. always a spoiled like inconsiderate, like I hate inconsiderate people. I think that's the worst thing in the world is inconsiderate people. Like I would fight every single inconsiderate fucking person in the world because <laughs> I think they suck, right? Like that is the bane of our existence to me is inconsiderate people. For sure. Because I am always considered about everyone and all the time. Because why? Because fuck, I share this space with everyone, dude. You know what I mean? This isn't Vince's world, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And, it doesn't so, revolve around you or me or anybody else. Right. And so when people don't see it that way, they're fucking rude. And it's like, and then you don't, that means you don't give a shit about other people's feelings. They're anything about other people. And that's a fucked up person to yeah. not care about the people around them and trying to make sure that everyone is comfortable. And what's interesting about that is that when you, when you are more considerate, you more, you are more appreciative. You are more aware of what's going around <laughs> you, people around you. You're only going to improve your life. Like we don't operate in these vacuums, right? So the way that you treat other people is going to present opportunities for you to excel and to grow and to expand. And I'm always cautious about, you know, yeah, I think there's a lot of kids out there who never learn this stuff. And so it's our job as men who have gone before to be able to offer assistance. You know, I, I Mm -hmm. try to be really involved in the community. I coach, uh, about six teams a year through basketball, baseball and, and, uh, and, and football. Um, but there's also a point if you're an adult, like if an adult's listening to this, there's a point where your that excuse expires. Cause I've heard guys and you know what? I felt guilty and pray to it as well. As I've said, well, I didn't have a dad around. So that's why it's like, dude, at some point your excuse has got to expire. Like it yeah. could have been legitimate. Like I didn't have a dad around. That's legitimate. Yeah. And I didn't learn a lot of that thing. Those things that's legitimate, mm-hmm. but I'm a grown ass man. So if I see there's a deficiency in my life, because I'm a grown man, I have a responsibility to fill that deficiency. I can't go back and say, well, Educate. I had this, or I didn't have money when I grew up, or my mom Educate. was around. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, so I, I know nothing about finances. Well, there's, a pl- there's plenty of fucking shit out there that's going to teach you that. That's exactly right. That's exactly when ready, right. When you're ready to start fucking learning, you, you start taking steps towards that. Now. Yeah. This is that victim mentality, you know? It's like, oh, man, we just live in this world where I think people are racing to the bottom. You know, like, that's what I say, the man. greatest victim. They're, they're going around pointing, blaming everyone else instead of themselves. Like, oh, you know what? I fucked up. <laughs> right. But how powerful, like that sucks. Look, you don't want to look in the mirror and say you messed up. Yeah. But how powerful is it when you say, hey, you messed up. And because you own it, now you actually have the power to do something about it rather than just waiting. Oh man, if, if this person only gave me this job opportunity, my boss is a dick, my wife's a bitch, the economy, blah, blah, blah. And so we're just sitting around waiting for somebody to change some external factor when we could have been so much further, if we would have said, you know what? Yeah. My wife's, my wife, maybe she is acting like a bitch, but maybe there's some things I can do. My boss yeah. is kind of an asshole, but you know, maybe I can go an extra mile at work and get a promotion or start my own business. Yeah. The economy sucks right now, but you know, I wasn't paying off debt and I made some stupid financial decisions. How much more powerful is that? Although these external factors may be true. How much more powerful is it when you say, but here's my part of the deal too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Love it, man. Hey, Ryan, I got, I'm going to have to take off here. Yeah, I know you got the time constraint for sure. Tell my, tell my listeners, man, where to find you, your podcast, your book, and everything so they can check you out. 
Order of Man. I mean, if you want to check us out on the podcast, Order of Man, wherever you're listening to this one, uh, orderofman.com is our headquarters. You'll find us there. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm really active on Instagram, at Ryan Mickler. Uh, my last name is M-I-C-H-L-E-R. You'll find me there. I, I communicate with just about everybody I can. And so, um, yeah, no. we're, we're just trying to put ourselves out there and, and do some good in the world. Right, well, man, you got my attention. I appreciate it, dude. And we're going to have to jump on this and do it again. We have more time. Yeah, man, I'd love to do it. All right, brother, for sure. Take care, man. All right, talk soon. Later.